0: What you see is you see as the vaults go to zero, they start rating the other stuff. When that's gone at the current prices, then silver should have a minor explosion. The land of Good afternoon, I'm Vince Lancey and this is the Arcadia Economic Silver Fix. I'm recording this at 10.03 a.m. Monday morning. Uh, you'll be seeing this around 1 p.m. Good afternoon to all of you. The topics we'll be discussing very briefly today are Citibank has a new silver report out, came out this morning, so you're at the bleeding edge of this stuff, right? Let's quickly talk about scrap destocking, banking roles and destocking, just a quick editorial comment there, Uh, central banking's role in return of real money and how that will affect gold first and then silver. But the idea behind that is to give you an idea of how to interpret what you're going to start seeing in the news coming out of central bankers mouths and then some uh some quick observations from London by RBC on miners let's get going starting with the city report you know, they don't, they're don't. they not big fans of, of putting their reports out. So uh, I have some excerpts for Goldfix people. Incidentally, if you were to sign up, you'll get 30% off for Goldfix because of the Arcadia economics relationship. All right, commodity flows. Let's start with the ETF part. November gold ETF redemptions are trending at the slowest pace since May. Despite weak year-end seasonals, easing US inflation and loosening labor markets, create a favorable environment for the yellow metal, Heading into 2024, I will say this, ETF redemptions have slowed off, but they have been big uh, for the last six months or so. I believe that we're, into, we're in by season, so you're not going to see people liquidating silver this time of year, if at all. Silver ETF outflows have accelerated month over month despite a collapse in the gold silver price ratio to pre-Israel-Hamas war levels, suggesting pent-up demand might arrive in the coming weeks. Okay, that's an interesting statement, and uh, I just want to uh, frame it a little bit. Silver ETF outflows have accelerated month over month. So what they're saying is, domestically in the U.S., you're seeing a disinvestment in silver, uh, and you are, meanwhile, you're not seeing a disinvestment in gold. This is also consistent with what we're seeing in the CTA marketplace, where people are buying gold for war risk and shorting silver for economic risk. It's kind of a... uh, I want the precious aspect of precious metals, not the base aspect. So they're all not just shorting silver or liquidating silver. They're selling copper, they're selling aluminum, what have you. But that's because of what I just described. You're not going to see that anywhere else. But what I'm telling you is it's true. Okay, so both precious metals seem poised to rally in Q1 with higher developed market recession odds favoring gold, but an emerging market rebound supporting silver. For the week ending November 14th, Commodity index, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you can see the numbers there. Uh, what does that sentence mean? It means that they're saying that there's a potential macroeconomic Goldilocks going on for precious metals. Developed markets are headed into recession, so that implies easing, uh, and that implies uh, gold will have less pressure on it, on it. you know, We're not worried about inflation. It's a good explanation. Uh, and the other part of it is in emerging markets, silver will have, which is a uh, a bigger exporter of silver, a bigger producer of silver. Uh, they seem to be uh, uh, rebounding economically. Uh, I look at these two things as the same things, meaning we're headed into recession. The emerging markets are coming out of recession. We're going to be easing rates. And so the catch up comes like that. So silver leads and gold follows on the way out of recession. And that's how you look at these things together. Okay. Translation silver is being shorted by, this is me. Translation silver is being shorted by small funds buying the economy card still, which I just said, uh, buying gold, selling silver. Shanghai buys again in a weaker dollar. They are, excuse my French there. That's little notes to myself. Uh, the buying is coming out of China. Consider China an emerging market. So if silver is being bought by China uh, while the US CTAs are selling, then you have a recipe for a slingshot higher, provided the emerging markets continue re-emerging. All right, next section. Global stock, destock is nearing critical levels. Okay, by Xiaojun, uh, someone I've collaborated on, my counterpart, I'll just call him in uh, China, mainland China, has noted that about 50% of silver is associated with lead and zinc. That's because silver is a waste product of mining lead and zinc. And I say that ironically, right? To cope with a supply of silver or lack of supply of silver, this is lost in translation here, Chinese businesses, which account for nearly forty-eight percent of global lead and zinc production capacity, have worked day and night reaching the limit. So what does that mean? That means that they are expediting, they are accelerating, they're destocking, I'm sorry, not destocking, their heap leaching and other methods for pulling silver out of their uh, zinc and lead mine waste or waste is the wrong word, but it is what it is. You know, it's like we pull the lead and zinc out. We have a pile there. We throw some acid on it, and we we in a heap, and we suck the acid out using an acid. Uh, suck the silver out using an acid. It's kind of like that. I'm simplifying, it, right? All right. So if we do have a recession, you're you're going to hear there's less. If there's less demand for lead and zinc in the in the developed world, I'm just giving you like an outlier here. If there's less demand in lead and zinc in the outlier in the in the uh, Developed world. Now, in this case, you got to put China in a developed world in that sense. Then there's going to be less production of it. There's less production. There's less waste product, less waste product, less silver available. Now, how important is this waste product? Well, 50% of it. Okay. That's why silver is artificially depressed. Uh, one of the reasons. The economic reason is that if you're a lead and zinc miner, you know, to simplify it, you pull it out of the ground, you pull the lead and zinc out, and then you say, what's this? And then you Throw some acid on it. So look at that silver, and you hit the bid, and that's one of the reasons. A crucial supply source for silver is uh, base metals. That's just a fact. And the reason, and the reason this is, becomes more important is, I want you to look at the silver that comes out of the uh, base metal piles as a storage. As the world's vaults are filled with silver. Right. They take the silver out. And as the world's vaults drop down, this is why I keep saying it's a flow trade. It's not a stock trade anymore. You can't see the stock as the stock depletes. They start going to sources for it. In Latin America, they're not hedging silver anymore. Why? Because they're selling it out of the ground directly to China in concentrated ore form. Boom. All right. So you're not going to see that hit the vault or it'll hit the vault, be tested and be shipped. Simultaneously, what you have is countries like China and the US, I'm sure, are going to their banking pals, JP Morgan, Bank of America saying, you know what, we need more silver, can you secure us a new supply chain? Remember, post COVID, we have supply chain issues. So the banks go, sure, and they go to their clients that are lead zinc miners, and they say, hey, you got any piles there? Yeah, well, Pull it out. We're going to pay you for the silver, and that's what's happening. You're seeing the above ground silverware, your grandmother's candelabras, the silverware that's in your store being raided by the banks, and it happens to be piles of of lead and zinc ore. Okay, so what you see is you see is as the as the vaults go to zero, right? they are not going to go to zero, but as they get close to zero, they start raiding the other stuff, and then when that's gone, when the when that's gone at the current prices, then silver should have a minor explosion. Now, I don't know when this is, but that's how it works. And then we hit another level, call it 35 call it $50. And then more scrap comes out because it gets more expensive to pull the scrap out of um, other earths, uh, but they start to do it. So you'll start to see scrap pulled out of, you know, to simplify, uh, you're pulling scrap out of phones, you know, that type of stuff. But it's not cheap, so it doesn't get done overnight. Silver has to hit a level. For this, for this supply to come out, and you know, it's it's going to hit one of these levels very soon because the vaults are empty. They're tapping into the into the above ground scrap credit trade. That's why I call it a credit trade. Heap leaching makes silver cheap. I just described that waste product reliance as a piggy bank has already been raided. What I mean by that is, I think when the masses, when the less savvy firms say, "Hell, oh, we'll just go to the Joe's." You know, lead and zinc mining, it will will buy his silver. It's going to be gone. That piggy bank's already been raided. JP Morgan, Bank of America, Standard Chartered. They're all over that shit. China is buying everything. Turkey is buying now. Um, well, they were buying before, but Turkey is buying. And India, right? India, surprising for me anyway, they ramped up their buying again. And I really, you know, it's speculation, but I think they're buying some for Russia as well. I can't tell. But let's just look at it this way: Indian demand, which bought last year in, a, in the 16 to 18, in the eighteen dollar area, let's call it right, they bought the eighteen dollar area, and should not be buying this year, at least not at these prices, is buying again this year. That's very encouraging. All right, city on platinum, uh, we can talk about that some other time. Central bank rolls two reports. I'm I'm rereading today. Uh, this is primarily about gold, but you know it's they're precious metals, right? Look at the dates on these reports, March 2022, the stealth erosion of dollar dominance, and January 23, gold is the International Reserve of barber's Rock, no more. These are central banks preparing their world. IMF is primarily European, although it governs you know, the earth in some way, preparing their people for the remonetization of gold. Now, how does that affect silver? Well, <laughs> the less above ground available gold for investment there is, the more desirable silver becomes. Please understand uh, that silver is an industrial metal now, and it's increasingly industrial, which means, and I'm not joking here, in the future, you're going to see silver become more and more utilized, even though it's going to get more expensive because they're going to figure out ways to apply thinner layers of it, uh, use less of it. But by using less of it, you can apply it for more things. So... The cost per unit of silver goes down to a dollar from $5, but the use expands for the masses and silver becomes more and more and more industrial. You can't use copper in missiles. You know, you have to use silver because you can't have any delay in, in electricity, things like that. Well, what's going to happen is there's going to be less above ground silver available for investment, which is just going to make silver like gold. You're going to see, I believe you're going to see over time, gold gets remonetized. Then gold's price will be more proportionate with how much gold is in Earth, and if gold gets remonetized and there's less silver available to be used, then you're going to see the ratio converge, fifteen to one, whatever it is. But it's certainly not going to be ninety to one, that's for sure. All right, so that's that's one of the reasons I'm looking at all this here. Oh, notes from London, and then we'll wrap it up. Another report uh, that just came out this morning, and uh, this is on this is on mining. Uh, the London Precious Metals Conference is going on on November fourteenth. Uh, was hosted by RBC. Very nice, comprehensive report here discussing the key issues with roundtables of some of the people that are very respected in the industry. You know, uh, depleting asset base, the argument for and against M&A, current market conditions favor buyers, high quality assets are expected to spark greater interest and deals for these opportunities were less likely you have to read these, you can't just I can't just say on non precious metals opportunities you're going to see gold and copper miners combine more you're going to see a uh a horizontal integration you know if you if you mine gold and you mine copper you're going to have you're going to appreciate your shareholders going to get a better return on their buck that's it a uh, quick quick reminder uh anyone who's a um arcade economics friend and silver Fix viewer they're going to be able to Uh, subscribe to GoldFix for 30% off for life. And uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. American Thanksgiving is coming up. Please have a great uh, Thanksgiving. By the way, I'm looking at myself here and I want to comment, if it's not obvious to all of you, how old I am now. Okay. So I have these glasses, right? These readers, right? One and a half. I'm not that blind, right? And see, this one's broken here. Well, these are the glasses that I used and I ordered them and they and they and they sent me these with these yellow lenses in them. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm I look like the old lady, you know, the old guy on the street with those yellow glasses, uh, that they can't get around. You know, they have these things to because I just had eye surgery or something. Anyway, I am, for all intents and purposes, your grandfather now. So it's probably about 115 your time. Have a great rest of the day and uh enjoy the holiday. See you soon.